instead of me wanting to post cute pictures of me and my son because I like that kind of stuff and like my friends like that kind of stuff but I'm a labor and delivery nurse people want to know about what I'm doing at work and like educational stuff related to labor and delivery so that is also a mindset I think that will change your business so much if you can just separate that say you know what it's not about me and what I think is good I need to really really analyze my posts and see what my audience thinks is good and then just do more of that welcome to the one strong mama podcast the no bs show that's not afraid to get real about all things pregnancy birth postpartum and beyond we're talking with visionaries who are challenging the status quo and changing the world one pregnancy and one birth at a time I'm Lindsay McCoy, mom of four, exercise physiologist, doula, and childbirth educator. My passion is making pregnancy, childbirth, and recovery better. And I'm also passionate about coconut LaCroix. And I'm Lauren O'Hayan, a mom of three girls, lover of all things tropical. I have never had coconut LaCroix, and I am known for my work with the core and pelvic floor. Let's talk all about Instagram. Does it feel like a lot to anyone else or just me? It's no secret that in this day and age, it's so important to have a strong social media presence for business growth. Liesl Teen is a labor and delivery nurse who has grown her Instagram following to, at the time of this recording, 275,000. Wow. We just had to bring her on the show and peek behind the curtain. We ask her how on earth she did it and her advice to others looking to grow their social media presence. Liesl Teen has been a labor and delivery nurse for over four years. She launched her blog, Mommy Labor Nurse, in February 2018 in hopes of sharing her nursing knowledge to help parents to learn more about pregnancy and birth. She also shares amazing content on Instagram at Mommy Labor Nurse. I feel like this is cutting you short and we should be <laughs> like, she is the Instagram star of prenatal everything on Instagram. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. that's what we really should have said. Liesl, I'm so happy that you're here because we're talking about Instagram today and I feel like I'm a grandmother and Instagram's not <laughs> been my platform. It's always been <laughs> Facebook. And then I've got Lindsay, who's like my bridge to the younger generation. Yeah. So um, it's great to talk to you. We're so happy you're here with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. I love talking about Instagram because Instagram is my passion now. <laughs> yeah. um, it was blogging and writing articles and Pinterest and, you know, doing like the typical, I feel like when you start a blog, everybody kind of migrates to SEO, learning about, you know, Google search engine optimization and Pinterest and bloggers kind of in general stay away from Instagram because it's really scary. But mm. I love Instagram. So I'm happy to be here talking about it. Yeah, and you, and you were able to grow your following. I don't It seems pretty quickly because if you yeah. only started in 2018, yeah, it's no, amazing. It was, I mean, it was, let me think. So Walter was born in February of 2017. And then I started my blog, my brand, just, you know, every, you know, social media and all of that stuff in yeah, February of 2018. I had an Instagram back, back then. Um, and actually my name was, my brand was completely different. It was called labor teen, like labor as in labor and delivery and teen, like as in my last name, because I got, I know, I know. (laughs) Well, it's funny because I got, I took a blogging course way 
you know, back when I was like starting to get this whole thing going and their whole thing was like, you don't have to worry about naming your, you know, just think of the first thing that pops into your head. Like your name isn't really important. <laughs> and like, I get like it, their, their whole thing is like, if you're going to be good, you're going to be good. And people are just going to know. I know. I've name, heard that. Right? I've heard that spiel before. Yeah. And that kind of makes sense, but I disagree with that completely now. <laughs> yeah, I would agree so, with you. <laughs> so it was, yeah, 2018, February, 2018. I did the blogging thing, just had an Instagram and shared, you know, random Sometimes it would be me and my son and my family, and sometimes it would be educational stuff, but nothing like very cohesive. So I did that for probably six months. Um, And then in October, September of that year, I took like a growth course, like like specifically about Instagram, like growing your Instagram and how to really get that down pat. Um, And I just completely changed my name, changed my brand changed my vision, like made everything cohesive. And yeah, so I mean, it was probably, I think I had like 7,000 followers at that point in like September of, September, October of like 2018. And yeah, now I'm just, I'm about to hit 270, (laughs) which is pretty cool. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Have you ever, now you don't know me, Liesl, but I am a straight talking New Yorker, very irreverent. So have you ever paid for followers? So there was, before I took that growth course, I did have, and I guess, yeah, I guess you can say I kind of, that this is like kind of like paying for followers, but I had somebody on my account who was like a second, like it wasn't, you know, I was like paying him to, well, all he did was like target uh, followers of like accounts that were similar to mine, like Mm -hmm. mobby blogging kind of Mm -hmm. followers. So he would do the follow and follow thing. And like, I just pay, you know, it was like, I don't even Wait, what's the follow thing you're talking? So follow. Yeah. So I'm never a fan of like the, and that's a, this is a growth uh, technique that some people will do on Instagram and like all social media platforms, but mainly Instagram. What you'll do is you'll follow somebody um, like their pictures, really, really engaged with them. And then after a set point, you unfollow them. <laughs> so it's you like, want to have more people following you than you're following. Right. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah that's what, oh. that's what people think. But, and I mean, I think people do it because they think like, okay, a random person isn't tracking their followers and you're going to notice really like if it's just a random person without a blog. I mean, I don't track follower. Like I have no idea who's like following me and unfollowing me at this point, but there is software out there that you can download and say, Oh, these accounts are actually unfollowing me today. You know? And I used to have all of that and get my feelings hurt every time I would, you know, (laughs) see like, Oh, why did so-and-so unfollow me? So that was the only sort of paid, uh, follower, like following kind of Mm -hmm. thing that I did where I, I would pay him and he would go out and follow and then like eventually, and he just, I don't, I don't even know how I did it. Like he must've had some kind of that software and then just knowing which account he was targeting. I don't even Did it work? Did the strategy uh, work? I mean, I think I got from, I think I had 15 or hundred or 2000 followers. And then he, I kind of let him get, cause he got, he eventually got in trouble with an, like another account 
um, that he was managing, he got it got shut down because oh. I guess he was doing that. I don't okay, know. So I don't it's know not, if it was it's just not for something him. you recommend us doing. No, please okay. don't. <laughs> okay, so let's yeah, move on. It, let's move on from that conversation. Tell us, tell us how you did it. We want the down and dirty, and we're yeah. gonna copy everything you so, said. So yeah, after that, no, no, no. Work. Yeah, so after that, um, that's the only time. But I've you know I've never used any sort of. There are, I think websites that you can just pay a fee, like you pay $300 and you get 3,000 random followers, right? Yeah, the thing I always wonder with that, though, but we never do. Yeah, but but I've never done that. Yeah. Um, Really what I've done and what I tell people to do is create, and it's like, it sounds cliche, but it's all about your content at the end of the day. If you can create the right content and use some of like the, okay, use the right hashtags and like tag some bigger accounts and engage with your followers and whatnot. But really the main reason that I've grown, I feel so quickly is because I really took a look at my content and I curated my feed to help people who, like I I basically looked at some, like my, I'll call her my avatar is like a first time mom. She's really scared of labor. She doesn't know what to do. So I'm trying to curate my feed and create posts that helps her problem of like being afraid of labor and not knowing what to expect. And when you're helping people and you're answering questions with these sort of posts, they're engaging more, they're commenting more, they're liking, they're sharing, they're saying, hey, to, you know, so that's how you naturally, that, that's really like the secret. If you just curate your feed, figure out what your audience problem is, and then use your posts to fix fix their problems, like that is the secret. <laughs> right. I mean, but you, that's there's also, I mean, there's more to it, right? I mean, oh, there's course. a lot of more course. to it. As someone who I've been, Lindsay and I and myself in my other brand have become super successful using on Facebook, right? So I opened a Facebook group and then four years later I have, you know, more than 20,000 women who are super engaged in that group. But there's, there's more to it. I feel like also on Instagram, like I notice you post mostly graphic. So you don't post, it's not really you. It's, I mean, you're giving the advice, but you're using like a really alluring image, right. correct? Right. And Instagram, right. And that's kind of have, how you have to play on Instagram. I think I have a very unique account on Instagram and that's why people are attracted to it too, is because like not, there, there are definitely more people doing what I'm doing now in a maternity sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a very unique account, right? Cause I'm not like just a typical influencer where I'm, it's just pictures of me and my you know, my daily life and I'm a lifestyle blogger or whatever. Yeah. I'm really using Instagram to educate and create graphics because yeah, Instagram is very, very visual, right? Like you, you know, people read blogs because they want to read and you write really detailed, you know, awesome articles, but Instagram, you got to think about what people are like visually attracted to and what's going to make somebody stop and like your post or stop and like comment on your mm-hmm. post. So it's just, right. it's just a lot of little. <laughs> little yeah. Things. So the question I have with that, so you do, you have amazing content. I love your Thank content. You. So then how do you, let's say I'm um, Jenny Dula yeah. and I have 300 followers or however many, not very yeah. many. I have amazing, I'm, I'm developing, I'm, I'm creating amazing content how do I get more than my 300 
followers to see it? Like, are they resharing it? Is it like bigger accounts resharing? Is it story takeovers? Like what's the, yeah. What's the key or what are the ones that you see working really well? So it's tough when you are a a Jenny Dula kind of account and you only have 300 followers because really um, I have found that my growth has been exponential. So that means that when I had, even when I had 7,000 followers, now that's a lot, even a lot bigger than 300, but when you have 300, it's way harder. Like I feel like with everyone, with every kind of account, that first 10,000 followers is going to be going to take the longest because it's just people are attracted to social proof too and people Mm -hmm. follow me more now because I have so many followers like finally had 300 followers but my content was amazing people just aren't naturally going to follow that as quickly as somebody who had 270,000 so that's kind of a bummer for Jenny Dula because like there's nothing really that you can do to change that except wait and keep, keep doing what you're doing away and doing the right. best you can. Yeah. Right. And I mean, that's really the advice that I have to somebody like that. Like if you really feel that your content is good, like it's just, it's just going to take you a little while things to really catch on. Then, you know, that may be what happens. I mean, I didn't see a crazy increase in growth until I don't know. I mean, a good month or two that I was, that I had changed things up. Like it wasn't like all of a sudden I started getting like thousands of followers a day. It just takes time for your feed to change and time for people to kind of realize like the changes that you're doing. Um, with that said, I mean, if you're a Jenny Dula, I keep saying Jenny Dula. <laughs> That's because I, that was my name. I'm a porn star. I just I want to say. I know. But if you're the Jenny Dula person with 300 followers, I would definitely keep making content that you feel is, you know, benefits your audience. Um, And also look back at these posts and maybe a post that you thought, like I do this all the time, a post that I think is going to do really good ends up doing really crappy. And the posts that, uh, you know, I think aren't going to do good, like turn out really, really good. And then I just kind of look back at my feed over the past month and I say, huh, which one of my posts, what kind of topics did I post on that got like, you know, an extra amount of engagement? And you can do that if you have 300 followers. I mean, like engagement is engagement. It's percentages. It's not about like, you're going to know if one of your posts got a hundred likes versus like five likes, you know? So, I mean, I encourage people to do that too, even if they're small and to just analyze your posts and say, oh, you know what? People really liked when I posted about, you know, tearing or whatever. Like that's a terrible, I don't know why it's a tearing, but you know, like posted about, you know, emotionally getting through the emotional side of labor or like get it, you know, these kind of quotes or like this kind of content versus what I really thought that people were interested in. Oh man. Like that's a really good piece of advice. I've definitely noticed I'll make some content And be like, oh, that was not the thing people wanted. They want all this stuff instead. So okay, I guess I'm making more. It's all about knowing your audience, right? It is. And and at the end of the day, I think people really struggle with the fact that what you need to make on your feed needs to be like in the eyes of your followers, not what you think is good. Of course. Of right? Course. Like that's, 100%. I think, I think it's like the biggest such a problem. In business on yes. Multiple levels. Yes. And I think once I started realizing that and I started 
you know, saying instead of me wanting to post cute pictures of like me and my son, because like, I like that kind of stuff and like my friends and stuff like that kind of stuff, but I'm a labor and delivery nurse. People want to know about what I'm doing at work and like educational stuff for, you know, related to labor and delivery. So yeah, no, that is like also just a mindset. I think that will change your business so much if you can just separate that, like say, you know what? It's not about me and what I think is good. I need to really, really analyze my posts and see what my audience thinks is good. And then just like do more of that. (laughs) And so do you, um, do you do this all on your own? Do you have a team? Does somebody help you with the graphics? (laughs) Tell me everything. Yeah. yeah. So I started off 100% solo alone. Um, And I worked my butt off. And I mean, I still definitely work my butt off, but I did, you know, everything. I mean, I, a a big advantage that I had that in the beginning that a lot of people don't have is my dad was a professional photographer in the nineties. So he had like, he's, I love my dad. He like had, and I live near my parents. So he has like a little studio um, Mm. set up and he had like a white background background and he just knows about photography and like getting the right kind of shots and like how to make the lighting right. And, you know, so I had like, that really matters actually. Oh gosh. Yes, it does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I had that advantage going into it, just having my dad be like my mentor in terms of like photography and stuff. Like I could just ask him stuff or I just, and I just would go over, bring my son, my mom and my sister, my sister would hang out with you know, my son. And if I needed to take pictures, like my dad would help me with pictures and he was able to take pictures of me. I didn't have to use a tripod. So he could be like, Oh, actually do that one face again. Like that looks really good. (laughs) And I think, and it's funny because the change really is that my sister works for me full time and she helps me with my pictures. I also just hired another person and she helps me more with like engagement type stuff, but I don't think I'll ever hire out, um, like the editing portion because I like to, basically what I do now is I like to come up with the ideas, okay, and come up with like how the picture is going to look. And I don't, I feel like there might be some sort of disconnect if I just wrote all this stuff down and gave it to an employee and said, I want this to look this way. And I want this to look this way and like put this word here, like make sure, you know, like that just, I feel like I need to do that because it's in my brain. But I do have like my employee that I just, hired recently, um, Tiffany, she's a fellow labor and delivery nurse. Like I actually work with her and she's like one of my good friends. Um, but she helps me with my captions. She helps me, um, just with like commenting back to people and like my DMS and stuff. Cause that, that's a whole other podcast episode oh, yeah. is DMs. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I diving into DMs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I basically have a schedule now where like Mondays, I figure out what I need for my pictures. If I need any supplies, Tuesday, I, and it's different because of Corona right now. I'm not in office, but this is normally what I would do. Um, Monday, I figure out, you know, if I need any supplies, I need to, you know, get anything from the store or anything. Um, Tuesday, I actually take the pictures. Wednesday, I With edit your father the pictures. Still? Does your dad still help you? My, my sister helps me now. Okay. And she's, she's perfect. Like she's, I mean, sometimes I need both of us in there or, um, I need my dad to help me with something, but she's good enough now where she's able to just like, I have everything set up and she's just able to like hit a, you know, hit the button (laughs) basically. Um, so yeah, take pictures on Tuesday, Tuesday. edit 
on Wednesday. And then if I, sometimes the editing takes a while. So sometimes I do some of my editing on Thursday and then Thursday, I basically brainstorm for like next week. Like, okay, let's start thinking about what posts I want to do next week. So it's just, I try not to do all, you know, everything in the same day. <laughs> and do you use like, um, Canva to make your, okay. Yeah. Canva is really easy. I like it on the computer. I've tried, you try to do stuff on my, sometimes I'll do stuff on my phone, but prefer it definitely on the computer. And how often are you posting? Do you have like, these are the better times where more people are likely. Yeah. Or is there like, what's your strategy behind posting? So it's tough. I've I've heard a lot of different things uh, with posting. Like some people think you have to post every single day at like the same time and make sure it's a time that uh, is when your audience is, you know, most on. And I, I mean, I kind of do that, but I also think that it's weird. Like I posted at night before and like gotten a whole lot of engagement. So I'm like, is it really dependent on the time and the, like the day, or is it just about the content? Like if I have a good picture, it's going to do well, regardless of like what time or what day it's posted, you know? Um, but basically, I mean, what I've been doing with coronavirus is I'm really only like posting two or three times a week. Um, but I would normally post pretty much every day during the week, Monday through Friday. And then occasionally I would post on Saturdays, like do a repost or something. Um, and then Sundays I would take off. So yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of content. That is a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, it sounds, and you're so strategic about it. I mean, you're yeah. very. It's a business. Like, it's, yeah, it's. Right. It's your That's business. That's what I want to know. <laughs> strategic. So, um, I'm curious to know, and I wonder if this is why I'm so. So I have monetized primarily, and Lindsay too, I think, off of our Facebook recognition. Yeah. Um, and I guess for me, Instagram is very much of almost a side gig. Yeah. Um, not a side gig, but I'll post once a week or every yeah. three days or something. So I'm curious, and I think it's because I don't expect to monetize there. I'm curious, right. obviously you monetize from Instagram mm -hmm. and in what ways do you monetize? And yeah. what is your expectation as far as, are you trying to funnel people into a program of yours mm -hmm. or are you more interested in sponsorship? Yeah, I don't do, I actually don't do a lot of sponsor. I, I, I'm not doing a whole lot now because of corona, coronavirus. So mm -hmm. it's tough. Like I haven't been able to really take pictures at all. Um, so I haven't been able to do a lot of sponsorships. But yeah, my main way that I monetize now is through my courses, my own courses, like my birth courses and my, my sleep course is closed right now, but I have a couple of eBooks and I'm about to come up with a product um, uh, next Friday, a newborn, like a newborn court, you know, one-on-one course for the people who got their hospital <laughs> classes canceled, basically. Yeah, smart. <laughs> so yeah, that is my way, main way that I monetize is through my own products. Um, and I prefer it that way versus like an affiliate. I, I still do affiliate marketing too, certainly, but I like monetizing through my own products because yeah, it's something that I've created and I can really, I feel like market my own products because I'm really passionate about my own products. Yeah, and people like know somebody you. Else. Yeah. 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 Following so you. really what I mainly do now, now too, is I have a pretty decent sized email list. Um, so I'll funnel people in on my email list, send them email, you know, do email, all the mm -hmm. email marketing. <laughs> um, a whole other ball of wax. A whole other, yeah. Oh, yeah, my, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a, also another whole nother podcast. 
uh, episode is email marketing. Gosh. Um, so I do have my email list that I'll definitely market through. Um, and it, but I mean, gosh, like, so I feel like so many people just aren't on my email list and I just market to them via like they just swipe up for my links or they'll click the link in my bio and, you know, purchase my birth courses or my, you know, whatever, you know, whatever course that I'm promoting right now. So that's, yeah, that's the main way. I mean, I have also my website. Um, so, I mean, I have ads on there and I'll have, I get a little bit of ink, like ad income from that, but mainly it's, it's probably like oh, 60, 70% my own products, uh, like monthly income. And then maybe 10% ads, maybe like another 10% affiliate marketing, and then like 10, maybe a little bit more. It depends on how many sponsors I do. You know, sponsors are sometimes you do a lot and sometimes you don't do a, don't do a lot. Another thing on sponsors though, too, I try to tell people is I just, I like, I mean, who doesn't like to make money, right? <laughs> like you like yeah. to do sponsors because people want to make money, but it's really, really important, especially on Instagram that you're number one, not doing sponsors like every single day, you know, like every other day, because your account will just start to look like an ad and that you do it tastefully. (laughs) (laughs) So like I try to try to do my sponsors. And so I've gotten, um, not backlash, but just like sometimes companies, (laughs) brands want stuff a very, very particular way. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, nope, if I'm not able to do it my way, then sorry, I I don't want to work with you, you know, because like I want to create a post that is about a topic that people are interested in and they're going to engage with. That's not just about your product. (laughs) Like I want to incorporate your product in a tasteful way, but so it doesn't look like an ad and it's even going to benefit you more probably because people are going to engage with it and they're going to say, oh, wow, like I'm engaging with, like, I'm just going to say nested bean because I I have a good relationship with them, but I'm engaging with, I've never had any issues with them at all. Um, But, oh, like this is a great post on like, you know, safe sleep or whatever, instead of me just, and I'm incorporating their swaddle in, you know, the safe sleep, the, the safe sleep post, but it's not just a post about a nested bean swaddle. I think you need to have integrity. And I think that when you don't have integrity, it comes off and and people can tell and you're not authentic to your message and it just starts to feel sleazy and weird and underhanding and undercut. Right. So it's not, mm, no, it's really, yeah, you've got to be careful with that. Can I ask you if somebody, so like Jenny Dula, <laughs> hey Jenny, cameo, yeah. cameo Jenny Dula is going to take us and be like, "Why are you talking crap know, about me?" Jessica <laughs> Dula. Jessica Dula is. Uh, why? What do you think she can get out of an Instagram course, for example, rather than just saying, "Oh well, I heard what Liesel said. Yeah, I need to. I need to focus my." So basically, you said that your the message needs to be focused on fixing a problem. Right. The message needs to be clear and helpful, and the message should have a uniform aesthetic. Basically, I'm looking at your feed. I yeah. see a very uniform aesthetic. Right. And so, correct. I mean, did I get yeah. that? 
You okay. nailed it on the head. And that's another thing that I think we, um, another element that I forgot to mention too, is the uniformness needs to be um, very clear too. So like somebody going to, so that's very important when you want somebody to follow you. Um, you want your account to be, be very clear in terms of like what your account is about. When somebody goes to my account, mommy labor nurse, and I'm, you know, I have all these posts about labor and birth, pregnancy, you know, all of this stuff. It's very clear, like what I'm going to offer you if you follow me, you know, Jenny Doula. I mean, she's a doula. She's probably going to be posting about doula type related stuff because that's within her name. Um, but somebody who the account is just their name, first of all, and like their bio isn't super clear. Maybe their posts, some of them are this way and educating in this way or posting about this stuff. And then so, so it's like not super clear. Um, that is like almost one of the most important parts because I mean, people spend three seconds like on your page and deciding whether they want to follow you or not. So if it's like very clear that I am, you know, I'm doing this versus like, oh, what, what is this account about? Like, I don't want anybody ever to come back to my account and be like, what, what kind of account is this? You know, like, yeah. I feel like that's super, super important too. This episode is brought to you by the One Strong Mama program, the game-changing prenatal and postnatal program that prepares the body for pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Based on the Body Ready Method, teaching birth and fitness pros how to assess and train prenatal clients. Go to onestrongmama.com to learn more. And and so what else does it, what might an Instagram course offer? Jessica? Or like yeah. the question like I want to know. Why would she take an Instagram course rather than hearing this podcast and being like, got it? Like what, yeah, what else? Yeah. And I know Lindsay, you have a question. Yes, go. Keep going <laughs> yeah, you're though. good. You're good. I think, I mean, I've given definitely like some broad tips. I think at least the Instagram course that I took, it just kind of goes heavier into things and it kind of teaches you if, you know, obviously if you don't know how to use Canva, it teaches you how to do this. And it says, you know, do this instead of that, like make sure I, I liked that course because it had a lot of examples of like, this is a good post. And I, you know, this one got a lot of engagement because of probably these reasons. Yeah. It's not always obvious maybe. Right. Right. So I think it's just a course is just kind of going to help you even, even more. Um, because it's, yeah, it just kind of goes, and it, I mean, it goes into a lot of like specific growth, you know, like hashtags and like what to kind of do with those and like what kind of accounts to tag and how to yeah, do that's, that. And that's, it's, it's just like a lot. Of, it's, it's a like, lot of stuff. Yeah, so like there is my, my biggest question, so you, you make engaging content, but I know like, let's go, maybe it seems obvious to you, but I don't think it's obvious to most people. Like, for yeah. example, I look at this post you did, you tagged like seven accounts. So yeah. what's the purpose of tagging them? Oh well, yeah. Like, what's all so that? Tagging is good. And my assistant does all of that now. She has like a Excel spreadsheet of like influencers who are pregnant right now or bigger kind of like shout out. Okay. And I don't even know which post you're looking at, so I couldn't I tell know. you. Um, <laughs> but no, that's really important because when you tag an account and some would argue like if you tag an account, it's just going to annoy them, but it usually doesn't because it doesn't, I mean, it just goes into their tag photos and they might get a notification, but tagging is important because it not only we'll give them a notification that, they, oh, they've been tagged in this photo, but it pops up onto like their 
tagged photos, like the recent tag photos. So if you tag an account that's like huge, and sometimes people will go and look at an account's tagged photos, like your picture's up there for people to see and other people to engage with. So yeah, that's what we kind of do with tagging is we kind of, I try to target pregnant <laughs> influencers because they tend to have more engagement with their followers. So they're more likely to share one of my posts, like in their story, like, oh my gosh, I just found, you know, mommy labor nurse tag. I didn't even know about mommy labor nurse, but she just tagged me in this. And like, this is a really cool post or whatever. And then I get engagement like from their oh, followers okay. too. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a little, you know, <laughs> you're always trying to grow <laughs> in Instagram. Like you're yeah. always just trying to like, you know, fan out as many different branches as you can everywhere. And tagging is just kind of one way that you do that. I tagged, I think you can tag up to 20-ish accounts in a picture. And I, she tries to not tag because sometimes it is annoying if you tag the same person every single day oh, in your, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So she tries to kind of tag, you know, Very, this person once a week yeah. yeah, or twice a week or whatever. And then she'll like analyze after a couple weeks or a month and say, oh, we got this followed, like this person's now following you. So yeah, no, that's just, just another way to grow. <laughs> yeah. So that's one strategy. I think the other one, maybe do you do a lot of story takeovers or what's your yeah. thoughts yeah, about so story? I, I like story takeovers and I'll do those on occasion. I used to do them a lot more when I was, when I didn't have as many followers, but I still do them on occasion with some um, accounts. Those are great because yeah, you're just on somebody else's account and you're, you know, especially if it's an account that they haven't really mentioned you at all. And this is like your first time kind of like engaging with their audience. It's just a way to get your face, you know, in front of like a whole different audience. I actually, I love to do takeover accounts on accounts that are not perfectly pregnancy. Mm, sure. Because a lot, like if I do a story takeover on an account, even if they don't have a ton of followers, but it's like kind of like our audience, kind, you know, might overlap, but it's not a mommy labor nurse that is like me, but only has 30,000 followers. Like I wouldn't want to do a take out, a story takeover on that kind of account because probably all your followers already follow me, but I like doing takeovers on like a fitness, okay, you know, account because like maybe it's, you know, these people are maybe pregnant or they're moms, but they're not, our audience don't. So just kind of a way to, again, like it's just a, a way to grow and get your face in front of like different kinds of audiences. So let's say you did a story takeover for us. Yeah. Does that get us your audience? No. Or does it get you, like it is it you mutually? Exposure. <laughs> like we'd have to do a takeover on your story for it to be a yeah. mutual exchange. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know it's how funny it because now- Let's plan it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's funny because now- that I am bigger. And I, if I do a story takeover on like a smaller account, they actually usually end up benefiting more than I do because I bet I'll promote yeah. it, you know, on my end and then people. Will come oh, so you do promote it on your end. Okay. Like, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm do. over. So you'd be like, Hey, I'm over on the one strong mama right. page or whatever. Right. It's just, yeah. And I think that's just like courtesy, you know, like you just totally. kind of do that out of like, Hey, and then you build a relationship too with that account and you say, Oh, Hey, maybe we can do this, you know, in the future because like you, you know, I promoted it on my end too. And then that account is probably more likely to share some of your posts just organically, you know? Yeah. So it's just, 
Yeah, you kind of like help like scratch each other's backs. I've I've noticed that about you <laughs> that I that's something I really appreciate and why I continue to follow you and why I asked you on here is that you're very genuine about the way you're doing things and you're not, you don't come off as greedy. So somebody, yeah, it's very important to me. <laughs> like be humble. Like if you like, let's be real. You have a really amazing following and you could just be like, you could be a bitch about it. Let's be real. Oh, like yeah. you could be very like, I am better than you and I'm not gonna, yeah. but I feel like you respond to people, you're engaging, you're like, yeah. go on other people's account. Like you're, I just yeah. think that's, I think people like talking about people alignment, appreciate that. people, people can sense if you are genuine or not. Yeah, what for sure. Do. And that's very, 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 very important too. Um, and it's tough now because I have, you get to, there, there's a line. <laughs> like, you Oh, get for to sure. A point, you need to have boundaries. Oh my gosh. Like there's a, there's a definitely a line of where I would love to just like do every collaboration that comes my way and talk, you know, and, and help everybody out. But it's also, I have to look at my business and like oh, what sure. is important and time consuming in my, on my part. And like, I'm so sorry if you only have, you know, this amount of following and like, it takes, you know, this amount of hours for me to do this collaboration with you. And like, I'm like, Oh, it's just, it's really like, I, it's really, it looks really cool, but I just, I'm sorry. I have to say no. So I, you really have to pick and choose and not just, I mean, sometimes, yeah, like I'll get a really good vibe from somebody and I'll say, you know, maybe this is probably not worth my time, but I really want to promote this, you know, business, or I really want to like do a story takeover for this account because of X, Y, Z. And like, it just, they just have a really good purpose. I mean, I'm a firm, like I love, um, they're called Pebble, Pebble Parents. They're like a postpartum telehealth. They're a okay, telehealth based, based. Yeah. yeah, they're great. They're a telehealth based company. And their thing is like, they really hardcore want to help people in that in women in that postpartum period. So they have this whole platform of you can do telehealth um, lactation, you can do telehealth pelvic floor, <laughs> like, you know, like stuff that you didn't think you could virtually do. And then just, and you know, maternal, maternal health. But I really like them because they were a new company and they approached me and they said, Hey, we don't have any like money to offer you <laughs> at all, but like, this is what our message is. And it, we just want to get our word out. And so I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, whatever I'll promote you. And now I promote them more and they have like an affiliate program set up. So like I'm able to get a little bit of a kickback when I promote them, but yeah, it's just, I think it's just about there's a line of yeah, like, you can't important. take everything, but you also, if you don't take anything then yeah, you kind of come off as like, oh, this person isn't going to work with anybody. And yeah, she's it's a good, a it's bitch. a good mix. I <laughs> yeah, think you have yeah. a good mix. You have to be, have boundaries. You have to have boundaries, <laughs> yeah. but you also have to be genuine and yeah, yeah it's great. Are you still yeah, working well, as a nurse? I am. Yeah. I work this weekend actually. So I work. It's great. I actually love my schedule. So I work, I'm casual at the hospital that I'm at. So I work, I have to work at least every two weeks, but I like a, like a 12 hour shift every two weeks, but I usually group them together. So it's like a weekend or like a Monday, uh, like a Saturday, Monday or something. So I really, you know, it's like two shifts a month that I just kind of work them close together so I can work once a month basically. Um, and that keeps me like wet, you know, my, gets my toes wet still and like, it keeps me wet. Yeah, keeps that, that, me was wet. that was amazing. <laughs> Please leave that in. <laughs> I'm going to, Oh, I am going to, oh, I love gosh. anything that keeps any of us wet. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but it's still, you know, I'm still like practicing late. You know, Cause I think patients, that's important. Mm-hmm. Patient. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I would ever, I don't think I would ever go and completely quit unless, you know, maybe 10 years from now or even, you know, I don't know, but I, I just, yeah, I like just going into the hospital and actually doing patient care once a month. Do you, <laughs> you know? have a, um, I find it interesting because a lot of people, their Instagram is really relevant to what they're doing or where they're at in their life. Right. So you don't do a lot of post, like you've really stuck to your line of mommy labor nurse. So you don't do a lot of postpartum stuff, do you? I mean, it doesn't or I think you do postpartum. Do you feel called called to it to, yes, you're pregnant now, but in, you know, in five years, maybe. No, no, no. I, no, I get, Oh yeah. I totally get what you're, what you're asking. Um, and I have had somebody ask me that and I've kind of had my heart drop. Oh crap. Like what am I going to do in five years or 10 years when I like, don't have a little three-year-old well, and I'm not pregnant. Nurse, right. You're right. Still an right. Expert. I so mean, I I'm still an expert have, diastasis recti. Right, I don't right, have it. Right. Exactly. No, I think, and I think that's kind of what sets me apart too, um, is I, that I do like, I'll always be a labor and delivery nurse. So I always can educate people, even if I'm 50 years old, or it might come to a point where, Hey, I'm a lot more interested in, you know, educating people about menopause because I'm going through menopause. (laughs) So that's what I'm curious. I know. Can we not? (laughs) Hello, I'm 43. No, (laughs) not going there. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm curious to know, like, are you still so interested in it? Do you ever feel like I'm bored or do you still feel passionate and wet about it? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I can't say that I won't feel like that in five years. Right now, I'm definitely very still within, you know, in the game and in the passion Mm -hmm. um, and just trying to, I mean, gosh, I have like a whole list of topics that I haven't even do you know people are like won't you eventually run out of content and yes maybe but there's also the pregnant audience is so great <laughs> and so like golden because people nothing are always gets old. getting pregnant right people and are nothing always is old. new nothing gets and you old. can always i mean i've had like i've talked to my sister about this before and i was like i could just completely start over like take every a post that i posted in september of 2018 and that's even i've tr- i've started taking my old old post and not even just repost it cuz sometimes i'll just repost the picture like who cares but sometimes i'll actually take new pictures put a little new swing onto it and post like a little bit different caption and then it saves me time too because like i already have the idea i just kind of have to like change it up a little bit and you still get the same engagement because it's like, it's almost like having a completely new audience, you know? So yeah, yeah, that's also pretty cool about the, about having a pregnant audience is it's like people are constantly getting pregnant and like only more people are getting pregnant because look at our population, you know, it's not like, it's not like you have totally like a knitting, you know, you're in like the knitting niche and like, there's only so many people who are probably going to be knitters who, you know, you get a million followers on Instagram, you know, and you're a knitting stupid that I brought up knitting, but I'm just saying like the knitting guru, (laughs) knitting guru. guru. Yeah. I feel like it's just, it's very different because yeah, I'm always evolving and there's like just always new, new people on my feed. Do you take my last question for you? And Lindsay might have one too, but do you take, um, do you take an opinion? Because, you know, birth can be very opinionated. Oh, yes. <laughs> so can pregnancy. And oh, yes. do, you, do you have, it seems to me based on what I've seen that you are very um, 
you're walking the middle line really well. And do you suggest to people to be, you know, opinion, passionate about one thing versus another, or do you have a stance on that? (laughs) You know what I mean? I do. I do. (laughs) So I think, I think first it really depends on you as a person. Um, I do not like a lot of conflict. I'm just Mm -hmm. not that kind of person (laughs) that Mm -hmm. I like to make posts that are really, really engaging and people really like them because they're very like controversial. I just, it, I just, that just rubs me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but you might, Hey, that might be your thing or you're like really into politics and like you really want to post like real passionate stuff about politics and like really ruffle some people's feathers, but damn, you got a good business because you got a lot of engagement. Right. Um, so I think it really depends on you as a person, first of all, like if you want to stretch your boundaries, I think I do a pretty good job because yeah, I do kind of stay in the middle and I stay safe and I post, I mean, sometimes I will do posts that I'm ruffling the feathers of somebody who's like really natural based, you know, guru, like crunchy kind of person. And then I'll do a post that's like all about epidurals and like, you know, this and that. But I try to stay in the middle line as much as I can because, yeah, I don't. Well, and you can because you're a nurse and not a doula or a midwife, you know, so your role is to be, you don't. You don't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great role to be in. Yeah. I enjoy it. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) And I would like, I have one question. Um, My question is what are the biggest mistakes that you see people doing on Instagram? Like what do you see in your like, Oh my gosh, not this again. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, I think number one, we can go back to that original problem that I talked about in that people post about themselves more than they put or what's important to them versus what is important to their audience. Yeah. And then like another big issue that I see is just overwhelmingly blatant sponsorships where it's just super annoying. And you can tell that by their comments, like they're not getting a lot of comments on this post because it's basically just an ad of the vitamins that they're trying to, you know, know, we, we, um, we experimented with having some influencers that we like, they reach out to us and they were like, Hey, if you pay me, I'll like do this. And it was really interesting because one of them actually, she posted in her story like, Hey guys, will you please go like this post? Because this is how I make money. It was just it was yeah. really interesting. It was like yeah. make a post that's engaging or just like tell people to like it for the appearance of it's, it's just, it's interesting. Yeah. People all go about things a little differently, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's like, I mean, I appreciate, I guess what, what she was trying to do because she's maybe she was trying to be authentic and just say, Hey, you know what? Like, this is the way that I make money. And like, yeah. Hey, yeah. Like, go like Shame my post. In her game. But it's also, yeah, but it's also like, uh, it is a little bit cringy. Yeah. <laughs> somebody does that, right? So it's tough, but yeah, I'm trying to think of like other big mistakes that I see. Especially um, with people uh, just starting out, I think. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I mean, definitely don't do the follow and follow game. Like that's just, I didn't even know that was a thing, but that yeah. shows you that I'm, you know, yeah, it just, it just kind Instagram. of makes you I think it just kind of makes you look even less authentic. Like we talk about, you know, bad sponsorships or whatever. It's just, it just kind of makes you, I get it as a growth marketing technique, but it just, it's a sleazy, sleazy marketing technique technique. Oh, and you know what? 
Um, can we talk about giveaways? Yes, <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> tell me. How much I don't like giveaways. Interesting. <laughs> There's so yeah, many. crazy because we are going to ask them. you to give away our program. I'm no, very, no. <laughs> I'm very anti-giveaway because, I, again, it's one of those growth techniques where okay, let's all go into a pool and pay $20 or, you know, give our product or whatever. And then we'll get a bunch of people to like and follow and they have to, you know, comment their favorite animal or something, you know, do like this. And yeah, maybe you get a thousand followers out of it, but somebody had to follow 50 accounts to just for you to get your thousand followers. And then, you know what, people just usually end up unfollowing you at some point because, Oh, I just followed this random. They had to. Design. Yeah, they yeah. had to to like get into the giveaway, and then they don't win the giveaway, of course, because like it's only one person that wins the giveaway, and then it's like, oh, well, this account's kind of stupid. Like I, <laughs> you know, like why am I am I following this account? Oh yeah, it was that stupid giveaway that I was in. So, I mean, I think giveaways are good if you have a really really strong account and you're not doing it with too many people, and you're doing it with other really strong accounts, it can be beneficial, but. Again, giveaways, I've always, every giveaway that I've done, unless it's like me, like, it's funny that you say that because I'm about to do a giveaway, just me, like I'm giving away like a big, and I don't want to like spoil what it is because I'm going to announce it on Mother's Day, but (laughs) I'm like, it's just me. I'm the only person sponsoring the giveaway. And I think that's very different and that shows generosity than like just these like random ask. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. What do like, people have oh, to do to get bagger. your giveaway? Can I ask yeah. you? Like what's the, what's the contest? Oh. What's the, um, how do we, how does that work? Oh yeah. So what, I, it's going to come out on Mother's Day. And okay. Can, you don't I have to tell can, us what it is. Okay. Okay. Whatever yeah, it is. No, a vase. Just, You're giving away a vase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, it's going to be a really big giveaway where you have to put in like a submission, tell me your story and then okay. you can and then you can win this giveaway. Got um you. because I've wanted to yeah, I've wanted to do this like ever since I found out I was pregnant. So I yeah, I'm just really and it's not even just my I'm I'm just excited. I mean, I can tell you what it is. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just really excited. I love that we've worn you down. <laughs> tell us. I know. Yeah. I know. This won't no, come out I for saw, a while. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So I saw an account, an influencer do this um, when she was pregnant and she had, I mean, she has like millions of followers and I just thought it was really cool. So she basically said, Hey, you know what? I have a million followers and you know, I've already had a baby. So I'm going to basically have people submit their story and I'm going to like pay for your whole baby registry. And so I was like, that is so cool. That's so cool. You know, like just to have people submit you know, like somebody who probably really, especially in coronavirus right now, like people are struggling. So I was like, oh man, I don't care what it takes. I don't care what we're doing. Like, I just really want to do this for one person, you know, and like, you know, do like a complete baby registry giveaway up to, you know, I can't, if you have a $10,000 carry, yeah, I carry want on there. Snooze. Yeah. Like you, there has to be a cap. Like I think we're going to do like a $2,000, $2,500 cap of like your whole baby, baby registry. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was so cool just to, 
say, and it's not just a random person. It's like, I'm going to, you know, we're going to set up an email address and have people like send in their story of like why they think they should win this, you know, giveaway. So yeah, it's going to come out on Mother's Day. Um, and then it's going to be open for like two weeks and then we'll pick the winner. So yeah, I've like wanted to do that ever since I found out. Because again, with me, I I have, I do these sponsorships. I've had a baby before. I'm not going to need a whole lot of stuff for my baby. So I'm not going to be shelling out, you know, personally a whole lot of money for the new baby. So I was like, yeah, mine as and, well. And you're being generous. You're <laughs> yeah. being generous, but you're also probably going to get a lot, hopefully. And promotion. And it's promotion, promotion yeah. as well. It's promotion. And it's also, um, you know, the money that I spend is coming out of my business. So it's sure. like tax deductible. Yeah. <laughs> which is good. Yeah. Okay, we we have to wrap it up, but I, I need to ask yeah. you a question. I need to know. Yes. Yes. Do you have boundaries? <laughs> Do I have boundaries? What? I'm, I want to know. No, I'm serious because every business, as every person we've interviewed up to now, yeah, talk a lot about boundaries and how having a business and being successful. Yes. yes. And because you're a very nice person, clearly. Yeah. You're so an you. extraordinarily <laughs> nice person and you are very caring. And of course I was imagining you're going to get like thousands of stories and you're going to not know who to choose. And I was like, I yeah. wonder, of course I was like, I wonder because I know that a lot of people that we serve and the doulas and midwives and birth workers who work with us, they s- struggle to value themselves. They struggle yeah. to value the work that they do. They struggle to ask for money. They struggle to uh, condone that they should be making money. Yeah. So, you know, I would, and, and as two women, Lindsay and I, who have been very successful yeah. and I do strongly believe in having that balance between um, giving, but also knowing your value and saying, well, my program is 200 bucks and that's what it is. And you don't have to be a bitch about it, but like, that's my price, right? Yeah. I'm a doula. Yeah. This is my price. I'm actually not a doula, but my point is that so I'm looking at you and you're so successful and you're so generous and you're so genuine. So yeah. I'd love to know, I'm sorry <laughs> if my question was so direct. I'm hashtag oh, not okay. sorry, I love but it. I'd love to know like what, like what's your advice for people around boundaries and what, what is your own work? Yeah. Is there work that you do it's, around boundaries? It's tough. It's tough because I feel like I have way more boundary now. Um, and I value my work way more now than I did in the beginning. Like I, it's tough, but like I, you know, my birth courses, the reason that they sell so good is because they're cheap. I mean, that's just the, at the end of the day, like it's, you know, and that's what I market it as is that it's a cheap birth course. And that's really important to me, but I also did kind of shoot myself in the foot because like, now I can't put out mm-hmm. a course that mm-hmm. is really, really expensive because that's my thing, right? I Wait, put how out much is really... the course? So my prenatal courses are $39 and my sleep course is $49. Um, and then it's my hard to say are no like... to that. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. It's, and, yeah, you, and you know what? No that. That's why, that's why they sell so good though. You know, right. like that's why they do so well because they are so, you know, ridiculously price cheap, but, but yeah, but it's there's also a philosophy like, that when you charge yes. more, people value it more. What do you think of that? I mean. Exactly. I do. And I, and I think that, I think there's a difference also. I think you have to look at the market that you're in too. So I'm in prenatal education, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's way more important to like get 
as many courses as I can out to people for a cheap price versus like charge an arm and a leg. And maybe it's just as good of a course and I'm making like, you know, a lot of like more money, but it's also like I'm eliminating a portion of my audience that probably really needed the education. So it's, uh, it, it, it's tough because, but I've also, you know why I've also shot myself in the foot is because we're very overwhelmed with customer support because we have mm, so, sure. many so many customers and like, yeah, it w- if I had a $300 course, we wouldn't sell as many, but like we could give like really personalized customer support because, you know, there's only, you know, so many people in this program. So yeah, there's just, there's different I wager, weird. I want to argue with you. I wager yeah, that yeah. you have pigeonholed yourself into, first of all, you keep using the word cheap where I'm like, it's not cheap. Can we stop <laughs> using that word? Because yeah. you're not cheap. Nothing yes, about you. You're right. Cheap. You're right. So Thank you. <laughs> your choice of words to describe your course is not reflective about, I think what your course is. Cause if somebody hears that and they hear you describing your course as cheap, they're like, she doesn't even value it. Cause she's saying you're it's right. cheap. You're right. So I feel like you've pigeonholed yourself. You can come out with a $300 course. And I'm always interested in, again, this intersection between like, should it be $300? Should it be $39? What does this say about, how do people perceive you? What's the the perceived value and the whole expert? But it's a different business model. Laura, it's like different business. It is a completely different business model. But I also don't think you sell less when you sell 300. I mean, I have over 5,000 people on my platform and my program is a $200 program. Yeah. And then Lindsay so, and I have thousands of people. That's not even my program with Lindsay. So, yeah. oh, trust me. I've like argued this same point, like with so many yeah. people and yeah, so many it's a people are like, podcast. I know. Like why? And I was like, I know I, know. I probably should have, but like, but then again, hey. this part is really important to it's, me. And yeah. like, and I'm also, I kind of look at it too, as this is a long-term gain for me ultimately. So like, yeah, you know what? My prenatal courses are really reasonably priced. Not uh-huh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and yeah, yeah nothing stopping you from coming out with a bigger, bigger, right. more or expansive not, course that has a different price. Not, right. Or maybe it's not a course. Maybe it's a, a maternity right. line of clo- mm-hmm. clothes. Oh, yeah. People yeah. say, oh man, I bought her course and like I, it was really reasonably priced. Right. Um, and now I can pay $200 for a pair of, you know, leggings and a shirt or something made by mommy or a six week coaching because, with you. I mean, right, ultimately right. that's the ideal funnel. You buy right. in at less and you go right. higher and, and you right. keep scaling for more and more. Right. I just don't yeah. have the expensive products yet, <laughs> but I'm getting there. But you the line have, of you sex built toys. it, right? <laughs> but right. you've built, like you've built it, you've built a following and now right. you're just slow. Right. You're like adding more and more things for them. Right. I just love it. Right. I love it. Thanks. I agree. I think you're doing an amazing job. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, quick segue. Yeah. So you're pregnant. Yeah. So I am. I don't want to talk about it for like half an hour because we don't have that, <laughs> but I want to know like, what are your plans for your own birth? Oh yeah. So I went, you know, quote unquote natural <laughs> with my son. I didn't get an epidural. My labor, uh, from like start to finish from early to like push him out was about 20 hours. So it was pretty long and gruesome. And I did, I got some IV pain medication with him and I did nitrous oxide with him. So my plan with this one is to pretty much probably to do the same thing, deliver in the same hospital that I delivered him at the hospital that I work at and not probably, you know, get an epidural. It's funny that you brought that up because I actually really contemplated when I first got pregnant of like, Hmm, that I, I almost want to get an epidural just 
just for the experience of getting an epidural, sure, just to like yeah. see what it's like. And so then I can, yeah, yeah, as an educator, but then I was like, nah, you know what? I did it once. I probably am going to have a much shorter labor and like, nah, I'll be fine. Like I know how yeah. to do that one. So like, and it's not, you know, if I look at it as just an educator standpoint, that's kind of a silly reason, yeah, the <laughs> but not really. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, does the benefit of that. Right. Really, I mean, you can talk yeah. about it without, I, I educate people on cesarean births all the time and I haven't had right. one yeah. right. for right. one just to be a better educator. Right. So that's my, that's my plan. I'm hoping this one goes a lot faster than that one, which it likely will because yeah. I've been doing all the, you know, spinning babies and I've looked at y'all's course and just the, yeah, you know, sure. just like the stuff that you don't know that you need to like the body work kind of stuff that, oh man, if I sit this way on my mm-hmm. yoga ball, or if I sit, you know, sit on my sits bones instead of like sitting, mm-hmm. you know, on back on my back. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that can really affect your labor and like with the way your baby's positioned. And like a lot of people don't realize that. So I know that knowledge now. So I'm hoping that my labor's a lot shorter, but you never know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, um, my goal is to try to, you know, go on au natural, maybe not even do pay medicine or nitrous or anything and just hopefully it just goes quick <laughs> and I yeah. can get over with quick. <laughs> I love it. Stacking the cards in your favor. Yes. It sounds like you'll have a, you know, you'll have, it sounds like you have a great attitude about it no matter I what. Try. So that's so I important. <laughs> Where can people find you? What's, uh, give us a few handles. And yeah. Places. Yeah. So obviously I'm mommy labor nurse. There is a dot in there. It's mommy dot labor nurse, but I'm pretty sure if you type in mommy labor nurse, I'll come up on Instagram. Mm. Um, and then the big thing that I'm trying to put Push people to now is my podcast because I have podcasts out now. Oh yeah, um, and that is good. I think it's beneficial for a lot of people because Instagram is just like a snippet mm-hmm. into something that I could like talk about for an hour, and I don't have much space to do in an Instagram post. So I like to refer people either to my blog. My blog is just mommylabornurse.com, but I really just love, I don't make very much money off of my podcast yet. It's not like my money maker, but it's just my passion right now. Like I just really, really like it What's as it called? part of, uh, it's just the mommy labor nurse podcast. You oh, can okay. search it on Spotify, Google play. Like, uh, do you bring on guests? ITunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys can come on. If you want. Great. We can't wait to be on. <laughs> Lauren, you're hilarious. I love you guys. Yeah. You guys so are- we do, I do Q and A's on there. So people really like the Q and A's because it's basically like, you know, I just pick random questions about a, either labor or pregnancy or birth or C-section birth or breastfeeding or, you know, something. So I do Q&As and then I do expert interviews. So you guys would be an expert interview. I love it. Um, I feel like when I, do, I was, when I was having babies, there wasn't social media in this way. No, there's yeah, so much no, there's so much, education. there's so much. Yeah. And then I do birth stories too. So I have, you know, I'll do uh, somebody will come on just, you know, random people and just tell different birth stories. So yeah, it's just a nice little mix of stuff. Very so cool. <laughs> I like to tell people about that too. Which episodes do the best out of those three? Um, probably the Q and A's. I mean, obviously when I did, when I launched it, um, last year, I did my own birth story and that wasn't a Q and A and that one's done really well just because people want to listen to that. Right. Um, but yeah, def- I would say that the Q and A's, um, podcasting is definitely a whole nother marketing, you know, scheme. Right. Like, okay, what am I going to, oh, wow. If I name my episode this, 
it does better than if I name it this or mm-hmm. if it, you know, so like there's all these other techniques and I'm even talking to my assistant, like, Hmm, like what, let's do, let's do a little bit more podcast marketing research. Like, I feel like we could kind of tweak this a little bit and just like get a ton more listens than we do. And like, what are some, you know, tips and tricks that we can do? So. But isn't it so interesting how you can be <laughs> so popular on one platform yes. and then like, like I said before, we're so big on, so Facebook, big on Facebook, but then right. yeah. Instagram. It doesn't translate. Translate, yeah. Not as much, no. And I think it's learning to speak a different language. Each right. platform has a very different language. It's like a different yes. radio station that you have to tune yourself to. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Absolutely. been hard. Well, it's been brilliant talking to yes, you. I can't thank wait you. to be on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. No. For the future of our relationship, and it's been great. Yeah. Talking to you. Yes. Thank you for all the tips. Multiple levels. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Thank you all for listening to the One Strong Mama podcast for birth professionals. If you haven't already, please leave us a rating and a review. We really do appreciate all of the support. If you are a birth worker with an inspiring client, or if you have a birth pro in mind that we should definitely chat with, please email us at podcast at onestrongmama.com. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram at One Strong Mama Prenatal for tips for all stages of pregnancy. And definitely join in on the discussion in the One Strong Mama Facebook community group. See you here next time. This episode is brought to you by the One Strong Mama program, the game-changing prenatal and postnatal program that prepares the body for pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Based on the Body Ready Method, teaching birth and fitness pros how to assess and train prenatal clients. Go to onestrongmama.com to learn more.